The Talking Points podcast is produced in partnership with C. Michael Gibson and clinicaltrialresults.org. Gibson, Axel Bauer coming to you live from ESC 2022, and we are talking about the eBrave AF trial, uh, smartphone screening for atrial fibrillation. Axel, talk to us a little bit about why you did the study, how you did it, and what you found. Well, um, everybody uh, in the world, of course, knows the Apple Heart Study or the Huawei Heart Study and the Fitbit Heart Studies. And all these trials um, are dealing with the potential of digital technologies in detecting atrial fibrillation. And all these trials included together more than 1 million participants who own certain specific uh, smart devices, usually wrist-worn devices, such as the Apple Watch. And although these trials, I think, were impressive, there are major shortcomings. Uh, first, the, all these trials were only observational, had no control arm. Uh, the enrollment criteria were uh, more or less the possession or the, the ownership of a certain device rather than uh, the a certain risk criteria. And uh, finally, um, it was unclear uh, whether detection of AF really affects a treatment. And in order to address these issues, we started an investigative initiated trial, a digital randomized trial in cooperation with a healthcare insurance company um, uh, with which we identified uh, roughly 67,000 policyholders who met certain criteria. Uh, they were aged between 50 and 90 years. They had a, an increased CHATS VASC score um, and they were free of known AF and were not prescribed with oral anticoagulants. In other words, these were all participants in case if AF would be detected, it would have probably a consequence in, uh, by, by, by initiating oral anticoagulation. And um, we invited these policyholders to take part in a randomized trial. Uh, interested policyholders could download a study app where they uh, could provide informed consent. And this informed consent triggered a randomization process in our server at the university. And uh, participants were then randomized by simple randomization in two arms. Uh, one arm started with digital screening and the other arm uh, was unusual care. Uh, digital screening was in two steps. Uh, the, uh, the participants could download a second app, which allowed PPG assessments. Uh, for doing this, the participants needed to place their index fingers on the camera. And for one minute, the PPG was recorded and uh, analyzed. And in case of suspected AF, Practically, these were irregularities of the PPG pulse waves. We sent them, we contacted them and sent them an ECG external loop recorder for validation. And after six months, uh, the uh, participants crossed over with reverse assignments uh, for another six months. But this was only secondary analysis. Uh, the primary efficacy 
endpoint was detection of treatment relevant atrial fibrillation. This means confirmed atrial fibrillation um, for which an independent physician across Germany started oral anticoagulation in the patients. Uh, this means the primary endpoint was, was uh, really uh, coupled with a treatment decision uh, based on an independent evaluation uh, of the relevance of atrial fibrillation. And uh, in, the, in, the, in the first phase of the trial, we included uh, 5,551 participants, and the primary endpoint was met with an almost double or more than double increased odds ratio. Um, we detected uh, uh, roughly, uh, I don't know exactly the precise numbers now, uh, 38 uh, primary endpoints in the digital arm and I, I think 17 uh, endpoints in the control arm. And in the second phase, uh, participants who did not meet the primary endpoint during the first phase could do the, the, do, uh, do, do the second phase. And again, we could validate our findings again with a now an odds ratio of 2.8. Uh, thus, I, I, I believe that we could demonstrate what our hypothesis was, that digital screening substantially increases the detection rate of treatment relevant atrial fibrillation among a broad elderly population at risk for stroke. And a couple of points that are noteworthy, you enriched for a certain CHAD's VAST score. So these were people at risk, right? It's not a bunch of 30-year-olds running around. These are people right. at risk of AF. And the other point is you're not monitoring continuously, right? You're just putting, this is just one point in time to uh, see if yeah. you that's, that's a good question. This, is, this uh, approach requires the active willingness of the participants to participate. And um, we had a, some certain type of schedule. In the first two weeks, the uh, participants were advised to record uh, their pulse pressure, uh, pulse waves uh, two times a day. And after two weeks, uh, two times a week. But of course, uh, the compliance was varied across the participants. Some even elderly participants measured, measured and measured all over again, much more than required. And others did not do this. Uh, on average, um, two-thirds of the participants were active. Um, it depends on how you analyze this. But uh, of course, you have some non-responders to this uh, kind of approach. And of course, this is a technical disadvantage compared to wrist-worn devices, with, which offer continuous monitoring. On the other hand, you have a much higher penetration rate uh, when you only require an ordinary smartphone rather than an Apple Watch, for instance. So what's the take home message for doctors and patients? I think um, um, everybody who is interested in his health and interested in, in a detection of a potentially relevant arrhythmia is capable of screening him or herself by his or her ordinary smartphone. You only need a certain app to do this, to detect in order to detect, to de detect uh, arrhythmia uh, or abnormal abnormalities in in, the, in your pulse waves, um, and and then you can do it by your own. I think this is some certain type of new empowerment of participants or people in general. And Axel, where do they get that app? What's its name? Uh, sorry, I didn't get it. Where where do they get the app? What's the app's name? Uh, so so we are not uh, um, coupled with the app. So the app is an independent provider. It's uh, the name is Preventicus. 
um, they um, had this app available and it was certified at that time, which was a requirement for ethical committee uh, in order to do, to run this randomized trial. But honestly, I'm I'm convinced that uh, other technologies and platform uh, are also capable of doing the same same thing. It's right. not nothing special of the app, but in this uh, study we used this specific type of of app. So people would search for atrial fibrillation screening app, and maybe one of these several choices would come up. Yeah. Well, thanks, Axel. Fascinating, uh, valuable contribution to the literature. I think we all look forward to seeing how will this change care? You know, will the early initiation of anticoagulation improve outcomes? Uh, we're still waiting to see that piece, but thanks uh, for adding this very, very important piece to the puzzle. Thanks, Axel.